Hello. Welcome to the Working Mother Experience Podcast. I'm the creator and sometimes host, Morgan Craig Broadwith, thankfully supported by an incredible team. A team that's going to help you meet the artists, explore their art, and unpack what it means to work and mother. Thank you so much for tuning in. We hope you enjoy. Today on the podcast, we connect with Devin Moody Graham, empire builder, entrepreneur, fashion designer, mom of a big blended family, and another international contributor. We talk about faith and staying in your lane. Join us for an amazing podcast, ringing in the new year with a bang. Welcome, Devin, to uh, Working Mother Experience podcast. I'm a little rusty. I haven't uh, been behind the mic in a few months, so it's actually so delightful to have you here and reignite this. Uh, It's been a busy little while, but who isn't busy? I don't like when people say they're busy, you know, like we're all there. And so Devin, before I keep rambling, would you mind introducing yourself to our amazing listeners, which is growing past my mom and dad? Would you mind uh, introducing yourself, telling us a little bit about who you are, where you're tuning in from today, uh, and help our audience get to know you? Yes. So my name is Devin Moody Graham. I am from a small town called East St. Louis, Illinois, which is in the Midwest of the United States, like about 15 minutes um, from St. Louis, which most people know about St. Louis or Chicago. So small town in Illinois, um, born and raised there, come from product of a cobbler and a cosmetologist. And when I say cobbler to anybody under 30, they're like, huh? No, I know what a cobbler is. So, oh, I'm, not, I'm not under 30. So thank you. I was like, oh, I know. Listen, I know what a cobbler so, is. Listen, I know, but anybody under 30, they're like, huh? We just throw our shoes away. You know, what do you mean? <laughs> so, but my my dad has been a cobbler for um almost 60 years now. And yeah, it's definitely a dying craft. I, I don't know if that's around the country, but so I come from creatives. So both creatives and, and beauty. So I had a very interesting house growing up. Um, I had adult hairstyles when I was like five because that's what my mom did until I learned how to do my own hair. That's another conversation. Uh, So I really understood the importance of small business and working and work ethic and community and all those things very early because I was assisting uh, my mom with my dad's business as well as um, her businesses with the nest. So that's what, that's the cloth that I'm cut from. Um, I'm the youngest of 10. So, but, but, I missed all the fun because it's a big age gap. So I I was almost raised like a baby only child because they were getting ready to leave. Most of them were out the house. Yeah, I'm the youngest of 10. So I missed the fun. I missed the party. Wow. Um, You don't often hear that. You also look like you're in your early thirties. And so the fact that like, you know, um, you don't often hear people coming from families of 10 anymore. Like that's just so amazing. Yeah, no, you don't. (laughs) Yeah, so never a dull moment with my nieces and nephews. and so I, I, that's where I am. I, I knew that I was going to start a business. I knew I was going to work several positions to prepare me for where I am today. So, well, tell us where you are today. Where, where, what company you run? 
I am today in a, it's so funny that you said that talking about the international transition, because I am now recently, as of late, I've transitioned my um, strategic marketing and partnership firm, CEO Mom Empire, into an international company. I'm so excited. Um, I just got back from Paris on last week. Uh, I went for both for festivities and celebrations of uh, Josephine Baker because they moved her. They put a plaque. They didn't move her body. I think the family allowed them to, but they honored uh, Josephine Baker, who was uh, is the first American born, first black woman and first entertainer to have that uh, honor. So that was it was amazing. And I helped put on a separate event. But I also introduced my company, CEO Mom Empire, um, to Paris. And it was I in, I enjoyed myself. Of course, it's Paris. So I ate. I loved. I walked a lot. I got to dance. I ate and walked, you know, because that's what you do. Eat and eat and walk all day. Um, and. I have recently brought somebody on to my team to help with taking businesses from the United States. I work with mostly um, minority and women-owned businesses and to help them with some product. Not all of them will go international, but some will be international. Wow. So that's why I'm working on now. And then I also have a fashion line called CEO Mom Empire. Uh, I'm not CEO Mom Empire, I'm sorry, called Libra Chic Fashion Geek, which um, some of my items will be featured in a store in Paris. So I'm excited about that. Wow. And you've got, this is the true mom experience for listeners is usually when we're doing these podcasts, which is what is, what does it mean to be a mom and working mom is you know, and for those, for those of you tuning in, what you didn't hear, I mean, I think, you know, Devin's probably dressing her child right now. And she was also scrambling because she had just tried to put up a Christmas tree, but Amazon failed to include the stand. So you're trying to do all the things at once. Thank you, Amazon for that gift. And uh, you're just trying to do all the things, but usually with our interviews, we've always got something going on in the background. I've had to have people move because there's too much background family noise. <laughs> so this is real life, right? So, and how old are your kids? Yeah, it's, it's real life. I mean, look, it doesn't get any realer. So um, beautiful blended family. Um, I've given birth to four children and raised six. So of course the adult, she has her own life. So she's 24. Um, 16-year-old teenage boy, 11-year-old boy, nine, six, and two-year-old girl. And my two-year-old just ran out of here naked. (laughs) 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 The video is not going anywhere. Yeah, so that's how the day is. Um, I love that I can be home with her. Uh, Now, it, it really is fun. Of course, when I'm doing things that are recorded, it's like, you know, Give me a second, you know, but she is, she's a pandemic baby as far as she's like, Ooh, can I get on? Hi. She wants to say hi too, because she's used to mommy working from her computer. Can I get on your computer? Can I say hi? <laughs> oh, so that's, that's the world we live in. So it she's is. like, when well, she gets the phone, can I say hi? So never a dull moment in my house. Um, yeah. And, and Devin, I, I mean, there's so many different themes. We'll have to have you come back on because today is just too, too compressed a schedule, but it gives our listeners finally an opportunity to meet you and also to see your art. And so, you know, your art is a really neat piece and it's the first piece like, like the one you've contributed. So I'm really excited for you. Yeah. It's the first. 
and I, I honestly, you know, we received, for a lot of folks, they find this super intimidating to mm. how do I come up with something? How do I create? And I think the more different forms that we show that what you can contribute and the variety in forms, like it doesn't have to be watercolor. It can be crayon. It can be, you know, a collage. It can be a poem. Like we've had all of that variety. And so I think the more variety we can show the, the less limited or constrained people will, will feel in terms of what it has to be. And it can be exactly what you want it to be. So Devin, can you, I have so many questions on your work and Paris, of course, uh, and your two-year-old and the fact that you have four kids and you look like you're in your late twenties. I'm not joking. Like I'm dying inside a little bit. Like I constantly have been told that I look like 10 years older than I actually am. And you look 20 years younger maybe than you actually are. So I know, but um, walk us through your art. Tell us about your art. What, what came up for you in this? So at first, you know, I was a little bit intimidated. I actually love to create. Um, I do paint and I had a, a painting, like a painting sit business that I sold. And she has rice and she has rice krispies. Okay. And um, so I was like, I have all the watercolors. I have canvas. I was like, oh, I'm going to do this. I'm going to do that. And I was like, no, that's not what I want to do. And so I recently bought this big container of all these markers, like all these permanent markers. And because I write on a lot of things, I love colors. And so I decided that I was going to write and color on the canvas. And I love um, journals and stickers. And I had purchased those for some uh, journals. And I said, you know what, this makes sense. This is where I am. This is what I'm doing. It makes sense. And so let me do that. So I use a lot of colors. Um, of course, I have a picture of my family, um, of the minor children in my family um, that are, that's right there is a last year's Christmas picture. And with Kobe, who was my two-year-old, um, sitting high because she runs everything. She's literally sitting on top of the world. It's Kobe's world. Um, from taking time, from loving yourself, prayer, like all those things are so super important to my life because I would not be able to do the things that I do if I did not now take care of myself. That's a whole nother conversation for moms. I have just now started in the last like year and a half to actually intentionally take care of myself. Um, and putting myself first and also saying, if mommy isn't right, if if I'm not my best, I can't be the best mom to any of you. So like with setting boundaries and from that, I hear my kids telling me that, oh, you're the best mom in the world. And that makes my day, even if they want something afterwards, it doesn't matter. Like <laughs> that makes my day because it's like, that's what I'm doing it for. Uh, my family at the center, I love to travel. So I love Paris. Paris is, I've been a lot of places, but I've wanted to go and live in Paris since I was a little kid. It was something about um, the fashion. It was about I've, Josephine Baker, me writing a report in elementary school about her and finding out how she left the U.S., you know, because she to protest segregation. She said what she wasn't going to do. She was going to be somewhere she can be free, be herself and entertainer and live. And so that's how I've always seen Paris. And so once I finally got to go um, as an adult, because as a, in high school, we weren't able to raise the money to go. You know, trying to take a group of kids from an inner city and like go to Paris. We, you know, maybe you can go to Chicago, but <laughs> not to Paris. 
<laughs> like, hey, Chicago's no. an amazing place. I love Chicago. And I but, love Chicago. But Paris and Chicago are different. You. I agree. Right, right. And so when I finally got to get there, I literally feel as though the, the world is my like backyard, like the entire world. I can do what I want to do. Um, so travel, colors, seeing different things, um, my family, wealth, growing, uh, leaving things to my children, generational wealth, things that weren't talked about a lot. And well, you know what? I'm not going to say they weren't talked about things that people, they didn't know how to attain it. If you were like just thinking about my ancestors, because it's just literally, I mean, four generations removed, my great, great grandfather was a slave. So, you know, it is what it is. <laughs> that was, that's just like four generations ago. And so there is no way to say that, yeah, he wanted better for his family. Thinking about those things that people, it's not that they didn't want better, but they just wanted to live to survive one day, let alone think about taking children into net you know, to travel internationally. So when I think about the sacrifices that people made before me, I owe it to my ancestors. I owe it to my parents who worked very hard um, for me. Neither of my parents, and not to say that that's a standard, but neither of my parents have a college uh, education, like a four-year degree. When I say like the smartest people, my dad is still the smartest person ever because he could have gone to college. He, but he loved his craft and he fell into it and he, excelled at it and he's a storyteller and he's a people person and 60 years later you know here we are and so because of his connections that he's made like uh, working in a downtown st louis area that was those were things that helped my niece get a scholarship you know because they knew my dad and he's great and me get into places and get free things so i'm like thanks dad for your sacrifice thanks mom for your sacrifice because now it's like okay you've sacrificed so much so what is my contribution to my children my children's children so that where I am with knowing that it's not just around the where you come from but where you take it and I want my children to see the world because the world is bigger than where we're from so and that to me <laughs> empire is in your company name mm -hmm. right you're about building an empire for your family and yeah. it's not just for your future and for the kids but mm -hmm. it's also you know, representing the legacy that your family mm -hmm. has left. And so, and you are the byproduct of that. You're part of their legacy and then you're creating the empire for the future. So that's amazing yes. in terms of all of the inspiration that comes through in your art. And I think the piece that we haven't explored, and this is where we'll have to have you come back because it's just too big a conversation is around prayer because you have the cross on there. You have that element of faith and it's something that, you know, I'm thankful for having friends in my life who are willing to really open and have that conversation. Mm -hmm. It is not something that's very common, um, you know, for, at least for me. And I don't know if it's a generational piece or what's happened with that. And there's, there's a lot less conversation about it, a lot, le lot fewer people spending time, you know, with faith, uh, with prayer and, you know, I'd just be really intrigued to understand how that shaped your life as a mom as well, because it's not a conversation we've had. Yeah, it's huge. I come from a family of ministers. Um, so like my great uncles were pastors. We used to be in church all the time. I mean, I sang in the choir. I worked in whatever ministry I worked in it. Um, 
So I, it, it's a big part of who I am um, because I know there are, are many religions and I respect each and every person, but I know for a fact, for me, if it had not been for my relationship with God, I don't know where I would be. And I, and I think that's, you're getting a doorbell. Everything's happening for Devin at this podcast time, but I think it's a piece and I'll, I'll filibuster while you answer the door, because this is life. This is what podcasting is all about and being a mom and running your own business. But, uh, the element of prayer and having something that is greater than yourself and something that you can fall back on, that you can lean on that through difficult times. And, you know, I really am curious, you know, I'm sure there's a lot of reasons for why there's mental health challenges in the world we're in today. There's a lot of reasons for that. Are we missing something of, of great substance and groundedness that comes through prayer and faith? Yes, absolutely. And I know that, you know, for, for those, the generation like right under us, uh, the problem is, is it's too much information out there. I know I love the internet. I love Google, but there's so much information and you, it kind of leads people to this dark place of not doing anything. And so, and then you also have the fact that human, you have humanness, the humanness of religion, so to speak, is different from faith. And it took a long time for people to separate those two because mm. I was raised, um, I, I wouldn't say, I, I, it wasn't very strict. I was, I was raised and we did do things that were religious, so to speak. I was raised in a, a Baptist home and then I later became non-denominational. So we didn't do as many things as my mother had done. And so it was a lot more open, a lot more input from the youth. And I think that helped me, especially growing up, to see where I fit in, to see that I didn't look like um, the mothers in the church, you know, all these titles they give people. So I think that the the problem is that the focus, it was more so on religion mm. and these rituals and things and not that one-on-one connection and prayer and understanding the grace of God. Because if I had not truly understand and known the grace of God, then it would be hard for me to extend it to other people. And then also to know that when people are so hurt and so broken, it's not even about me. Um, it's, it's, it's things that have nothing to do with me. They may be treating a certain person away. It has nothing to do with that person. It has to do with the fact that they haven't dealt with things within themselves and they're broken and they don't know how to look or seek someone, something, some being bigger than themselves to say, I can't do it by myself. And so that's what my faith has given to me when things get hard. I mean, although business is doing well, I mean, being married, marriage comes with its challenges, been married 10 years. It's like, if I had not had God, I don't know, I might be crazy somewhere. <laughs> I might be sitting somewhere in the corner, like twiddling my thumbs and looking out the window because life can be hard, mm-hmm. but it, when you can truly see the that there is light at the end of the tunnel. And then there are like-minded people that will pray with you, will be with you when you're at your low points. That's what my faith has given me because all the people is like, girl, I don't got it. I need prayer. Like I, I need prayer now. I, I can't do it. I can't figure it out. I gave it to God because I don't have it. And to be human in that is something that I think that people are missing because we can't do it alone. We can't do life alone. 
And I, I think that's a really powerful message to working moms. And I'm not obviously advocating, you know, myself, I'm on this interesting, you know, sort of spiritual journey right now, but I'm not advocating that that's the only solution to, to finding that, that care. But I think I had a, my neighbor's mom said something that just resonated. And she said, sometimes we have to find the information from the outside in. And she meant that in reference to, to God and, and really exploring what that means and exactly what you said about giving that away. Sometimes I I feel for all humans, maybe more so for women and for women who have children is this misguided belief that you have to figure out all the answers yourself. And that's just not what child rearing used to look like. It used to be way more of a community and where you would outsource most of your answers and the salute or most of your questions and you'd get a lot of your solutions from that. So there's, we become so such islands in how we do things. And I think that that it's a commune with, with something that's potentially bigger with you, bigger than you, but it also opens up community with the people around you in a different way. Cause you're able to connect in a much deeper way as well with others. I think when you have these kind of conversations. Absolutely. Absolutely. And when you, like you said, people had more of a village. They did have some help, but there have always been so many unreal, unrealistic expectations for women. Like I just thought about the fact that last night I took a bubble bath at 1130 PM. I've been trying to take a bubble <laughs> bath for a couple of months now. Okay. I could never seem to work it in my schedule. By the time I was going to take it, I was too tired. I said, you know what? I am taking my bubble bath. The house was quiet. Finally, I'm taking my bath. At 11.30. 11.30, right. It was 11.30 at night by the time I got to take my bath. And the fact that I got to take a bath on a weekday, like I was, I'm winning. Okay. Winning. Um, <laughs> I was like, oh, I'm doing this. I I didn't even know where my two-year-old is because I go to look at her bed. She's not in her bed. I go to my son's room. She's not. I said, where is she? She's in her room. No, she's not. She has climbed up in the bed with her sister and she's under the cover and the covers over her head. I didn't even know where she was. I said, oh, she's good. Okay. I'm getting in the tub. I'm getting in the tub because I need to take care of me because I was better for her. And I have this morning since I took that eucalyptus uh, peppermint bath, spray my linen every this morning. I have been in high gear. Everybody's happy. Okay. Because I took care of me. And we have to take care of ourselves. Um, we have to ask for help. I had a problem with that. I think most women have a problem with that as well. Mm-hmm. Um, especially moms, because they think we're supposed to do it all our, on our own. Mm-hmm. Absolutely not. I'm not that person. Fortunately, my mom, she actually was a stay-at-home mom with me in addition to doing some other projects. Like when she did Mary Kay and Tupperware because she was about to lose her mind too. <laughs> but I, I I work full time, their children, their schedules. I needed to be able to say, it's okay for me to take care of me. And if anybody has a problem with it, you need to see me. <laughs> so that was going to, Devin, you've taken the question, you've answered the question that I didn't ask, which was really, what's that advice to other working mothers? And it sounds, you know, it's a, to, you know, that answer of take the time because it actually puts you into high gear, right? It sets you up for being able to offer that to others. And so my question for you is, how are you, how do you balance the blend of being an entrepreneur, of of having four kids of your own, a blended family, you know, 
I, is it that taking care of yourself or is there another, you know, pearl of wisdom that you'd like to share in just terms of how do you find that energy and enthusiasm for running your own business? We haven't, we actually haven't had an entrepreneur on here. Um, I'm an entrepreneur. I love, I, I love the entrepreneurial spirit and mindset. It's amazing what it can create. It also takes a huge toll. So curious, how do you find that, that inner verve and drive to keep going while being a, a mom of a big family? You know what? The biggest thing for me is to stay in my lane because I found that I am most overwhelmed and most frustrated when I'm doing things that I shouldn't be doing. Hmm. And it doesn't mean that being an entrepreneur is stress-free, not at all, because of course you already know that it is. It can be stressful, especially if you have multiple projects and things like that. But for me, the more I stay in my lane over these years of as I have narrowed down what it is that I'm great at because my background is in marketing and I'm in business development, but that's so broad. I used to do so many things for people. And then I would be like, why am I doing this? Yes, I can do it, but I don't like doing it. So Mm -hmm. once you get into whether you are working in corporate, you're creating your own venture, do something that you actually like, do something that you can maybe pass on to share with someone else because it gets lonely. Like when you are, doing you know when you're doing something that no one knows about or understands it gets lonely so things that you can share with others bring along the journey it really helps um and i would say that finding that tribe of people that are doing things similar that has helped me um i'm the one that takes my kids to meetings events and so that's why with my i have an organization called the ceo mom project that's why when we have events children are welcome i have people go in the corner they're going okay you need to go breastfeed We have um, things that welcome moms because I don't want moms to miss trainings and connections because you have children. You shouldn't have to miss out on things because you have children. You can do both. And so for me, I would say connecting with like-minded people, um, giving myself grace, that helps me a lot to say that it's okay that I didn't get those things done. I could do it tomorrow or the world won't stop. The world. (laughs) And the world won't stop. Okay, the world won't stop. Right. Okay. I love talking to you just having the conversations and having real conversations and asking questions that i haven't been asked before um outside of conversations with my girlfriends you know so that's how it felt and then i love the fact that i had to create art Um, I create a lot. I like designing style and i create a lot but when asked to put like my, my mothering experience that's definitely not a question i've ever answered with art um it really helped me to see what was important and what's new and what's what's next you know mm-hmm. so and it, it made a it, it really did paint a pretty picture and like i said we're looking at the different colors that i put on there it reminded me of all the places i want to go the people i want to meet and the places and the legacy that i want to live for my leave for my family well Honestly, Devin, I have no doubt that you will be back on the podcast at some point because there's so many themes that you share just in terms of even your relationship with Paris and that opportunity to travel and to showcase your company and the growth that you're experiencing. And I think being able to actually like channel the energy of what it means to be a working mom into art. And I'm just so thankful that you found us. I just, I'm so grateful for you taking the time and I wish you the best of luck with this exciting new launch of your company and growth into inter- like the international piece and your fashion line. I want to talk about that too. So uh, Devin, thanks so much. It was a pleasure connecting with you.
Thank you. Same to you. Thank you so much for having me. And I can't wait to talk again. Thank you for tuning in to Working Mother Experience Podcast. That's a wrap, folks. 